0: Welcome, uh, Dr. Mohita. Thank you for being a part of this podcast with me today, and I am super excited to be talking to you um, about a topic which is very great, you know, very close to my heart and uh, very important as well that we uh, talk about it and discuss. So, welcome for ta- and for thank you for once again for taking our time.
1: Thank you so much, Fatisha, for inviting me for this podcast and giving me an opportunity to, to speak about on such as an important topic that you're going to discuss now. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Great. So let's uh, get the ball rolling. So as our listeners and viewers know that we are today going to talk about cognition. And what exactly is cognition? What is the role of cognition in child development? And why is such an important thing that all parents should be careful about? So, um, Dr. Mohita, you know you've been working for so many years, um, and you've built an entire organization, a program around uh, cognitive development and cognition called Cognitome. So, how does let's start? You know, how does cognitive development actually uh, you know impact a child, or how does it play a crucial role in shaping um, the child's growth, learning abilities, and if you can talk about some key milestones in this process?
1: Yeah, sure, Patricia. First of all, this is a very important question because what has happened that people are really not aware about what exactly is cognition. They are they are definitely aware about the mental health, they are aware about the physical health, but they don't they are not aware about the term cognition. right so it's a very important topic that on your this platform uh, we are discussing it and specifically about the children why because children you know um the growth and development of children is directly proportional to the development of cognition right whether you call it whether you call it as their uh, you know mental health their uh, health related to their uh, movement or you know kinesthetic health or physical health whatever it is but it the keystone and the key to all the development and growth of the children is the cognitive abilities or the cognition we call it. Right. So right. yeah, it's a very important question. So let us first understand the meaning of cognition, and then we will go to what is cognitive development in children in very simple terms in a layman language. Right. Okay. So cognition is nothing in a very simple term. I'm expl- term. I'm explaining it to you that it is nothing but the process of thinking. Yes. You know, it, the cognition is made up of two words, Cognosier. Okay. So, Cognosier means to know, to think, to know everything. And uh, my cognitive program is basically based on the um, concept of neuroplasticity, uh, which means that the new neural connections can be developed throughout the life as the brain grows and develops, and it starts from since the birth, mm-hmm. right? And the peak was until the adolescence, but it doesn't stop there. It keeps on going though with age, uh, the uh, uh, ability, the neuroplasticity, ability of neuroplastic changes decreases. So mm-hmm. cognition is nothing but the process of thinking which encompasses abilities such as perception, knowledge, problem solving, judgment, uh, memory, and uh, linguistic abilities like development of speech and language as well right so so uh you know cognitive development in children simply refers to the long-term changes okay like growth and maturation of their mental processes or cognitive processes including thinking problem solving memory language and perception so definitely plays a very crucial role in shaping their overall growth and learning abilities as it forms the foundation you know for acquiring new knowledge understanding language vocabulary development of a speech uh, understanding new skills learning new skills and understanding the whole world around them along with the linguistic proficiencies right Wonderful. so So, now coming to the next part of your question, what are the key aspects as you have asked, uh, you know, of the cognitive development and the associated milestones? So, one of the most widely known perspectives about cognitive development um, uh, is the cognitive stage theory. That was formulated by a Swiss psychologist, uh, Joe Piaget and uh, Piaget created and studied on account of how children and youth gradually became able to think logically and scientifically. What is so after observing children very closely, he uh, proposed that the cognition developed through different stages since birth through the end of the adolescence. By stages, he meant here is the sequence of a proper sequence of thinking patterns. So Pyaji proposed four major stages of cognitive development and called them uh, the sense first, the sensory motor intelligence and the pre-operational thinking, the concrete operational thinking and the formal operational thinking. So each stage here is correlated with an approximate age of the childhood. For example, let's begin with the first stage, the sensory motor stage or the sensory motor intelligence. Um, it, it starts from birth until two years of age. So here, the key development in this stage includes the development of the basic motor skills and learning processes to coordinate, you know, the sensory experiences with motor actions in the infants, among the infants. Right. The yeah. milestone for this particular stage is the object, the development of the object permanence. Meaning, in mm-hmm. simple term, meaning understanding that the objects continue to exist even if they're out of your sight. Right. Got it? Got right. It? So apart from this object perma- uh, permanence, there are other uh, uh, milestones of the stage like um, uh, development of other aspects like uh, basic reflexes and basic language skills such as understanding the meaning of words. Like for example, if we are talking about shoes, so the infant understands shoe. Yes. the meaning of the got yeah. it next come uh, the next comes the pre-operational stage which lasts from two to seven years of age got it right. so the key development of this stage are, is um uh, the key development at this stage are basically uh, in this stage children uh, start using symbols like language using images and words to represent objects and their ideas to the or to communicate their ideas to the uh, to others basically and how our thinking is still primarily egocentric, and it completely lacks logical reasoning here in this stage. Got right. it? Uh, not completely. I would rather say mostly it lacks logical reasoning from two to five years of age. After five years of age, they started thinking logically yes. as well. Yes. So the milestones of this uh, this particular stage is uh, like development of imagination, creativity, imagination. Language acquisition and understanding the basic concepts like size, color, shape, and quantity. Right. So, next stage comes uh, the third stage, as per the page is the concrete operational stage. And it occurs during the uh, uh, years, um, it occurs, uh, what are the age, like 7 to 11 years of age. So the key developments of this particular uh, stage that occurs in this particular stage are like children begin to think more logically. And they develop a complete understanding of conservation of things. Like for example, and also they, they understand that the quantity remains the same despite changes in appearance. And they also become capable of problem solving to an extent, mm-hmm. right? So logical reasoning develops problem solving. So these are the major uh, you know, milestones here in this particular stage, improve logical thinking, the ability to understand cause and effect, the relationship between the objects and the cause and effect and basic mathematical skills as well. So last comes the f- formal operational stage, which is uh, from, uh, from 11 years and beyond right? So, the key development of this stage is basically development of abstract thinking and hypothetical reasoning. Okay. Okay. So, this becomes more advanced and the adolescents can think about the possibilities, the hypothesis and the abstract concepts. So, the milestone, the basic, uh, the main milestone for this, um, I mean, 11 years and older, like development of abstract thinking, increased problem-solving abilities In fact, the Complex problem-solving abilities as well, and the ability to think about one's own thinking, which we call refer to as metacognition. Yes. What is the development of metacognition? Development of abstract thinking and increased problem-solving abilities. I hope I have answered your question.
0: Yes, I think it was quite a rigorous and you know quite a lot of um, useful information in that answer. So breaking it down, so all children they grow um, and their cognitive. Milestones also they achieve. And as Dr. Mohita explained, that it happens in four different stages, which are linked with the child's chronological age. And uh, um, Piaget's uh, theories and uh, stages have been highlighted very beautifully by you. So, you know, as speech language therapists, when we are assessing children for uh, their development, and uh, their language communication milestones. We also take a detailed case history of their motor milestones. And I think somewhere in your answer, you mentioned that when an infant or the in the first stage of cognitive development, it's the motor milestones uh, that are directly linked with cognition and the development of the brain and the, the neuroplasticity comes into play. So we also feel that uh, <clears throat> um, if a child is not hitting the motor milestones on time, then it is a clear reflection of whether or not the child is cognitively developing uh, uh, as far no, as yeah. you know, age, so that yes. if the child has had neck control on uh, the specified milestone uh, age and is has started sitting or walking or, uh, you know, running at the appropriate time, which, you know, all parents know, the pediatrician tells them, if the child has not hit the motor milestones on time, then uh, it gives us a sort of a red flag to look a, further deeper into the cognitive development as well. Very interesting. So, you know, we are a country where, uh, you know, uh, we we thrive on a lot of advice from our friends and our culture in the community and our parents. <laughs> so there are a lot of um, tales and stories that we have heard and there are a lot of myths i feel um uh, that are prevailing in our society about child development and about you know um cognitive development so someone says okay give your child brahmi to eat and improve his brain and memory i'm sure you know all of us have heard eat badam they'll say yeah, oh, yeah and brahmi course, bakopa yeah so can you uh, you know tell us what are some common myths um, and misconceptions around cognitive development, brain development, and what are, you know, things that we should be mindful about? What should parents be mindful about? Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, uh, apart from, um, you know, the cultural advices, you know, uh, where we belong to, Apart from that, that eating this and that uh, will help in boosting your brain or memory power and increasing increases your memory and all those stuff. That's a different aspect entirely. And it's not only uh, about uh, the cultural thing. It's about nowadays, you know, uh, mind brain booster uh, uh, supplements have become a fad You by the pharmaceutical companies as well. So I would not like to comment upon that because, uh, uh, you know, that's a very scientific thing and uh, maybe that has come out of the uh, years of research. Yes. But apart from that, I will uh, definitely discuss about the general myth that are uh, uh, you know um, linked with the cognition and the cognitive development among the children. So, well, there are several common misconceptions or myths about child uh, development and the cognition and that can hinder a proper understanding. So, dispelling the myth is really essential and crucial for all of us to foster a more accurate understanding of the children's cognitive development. The most common misconceptions or myth that I have come across among the parents about the children is like the intelligence is fixed and it cannot be changed. Uh huh. Right. 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 But the reality is that that intelligence is not fixed, and rather it's a dynamic process or a dynamic trait that can be influenced by various factors, including your genetics, your environment, and your experiences. And Encouraging, I would rather suggest to the parents that encouraging a growth mindset that can definitely help your children believe in their capacity to learn and develop intelligence more and more, right? The second myth that I have really uh, come across is like children learn best when they're quiet and sitting still, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) <laughs> so you know if your exam is going on so it's a bunker I mean just close everything and just focus on I cannot know but apart from exam thing exam is something different that we definitely need some focus and attention but in reality children often learn through the active exploration and the hands-on experience or the practical or the pragmatic experience or then sitting quiet and still you mm-hmm. know the movement the pretend play these are crucial for the cognitive development mm-hmm. along with the motor development And uh, as the children, they engage into multiple senses and promote better retention of information. And restricting movement may definitely hinder learning. Now, the next myth is that the academic achievement is the sole indicator of intelligence. Hmm. Okay. But no, it's not the thing. You know, reality is that the intelligence is multifaceted and goes beyond academic success. So, which is very well explained by the theory of multiple intelligence by Howard Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who was a developmental psychologist uh, from Harvard University. And this theory, as we all are aware as well, this theory states that there are eight types of intelligences and they're they differentiated into, into the different modalities, like visuospatial, verbal-linguistic, musical-rhythmic, logical-mathematical, interpersonal, intrapersonal, intrapersonal, naturalistic, and kinesthetic bodily and kinesthetic intelligence. So in contrast to other notions of learning capabilities, for example, the concept of a single IQ or intelligent quotient, the idea behind the theory of multiple intelligence is that the people learn in a variety of different ways. They can be, uh, maybe somebody is not academically excelling, but he can uh, excel in some different stream or different field like in creativity, creative intelligence, in music in art. So in, it's not just the academic success. So therefore emotional intelligence, you know, creativity, problem solving skills, strategic planning, social competence are equally important aspects of the cognitive development. Recognizing and valuing diverse forms of intelligence is definitely essential. Now the next myth that I come across among the parents is like they all children develop at the same rate and in the same way. Okay. So yeah. the reality is that the children develop at different rates and there is a wide range of normal variation. You know, uh, comparing children based on just a rigid timeline can lead to an unrealistic expectation and unnecessary concerns. So it is important to recognize and um, appreciate individual differences. Uh, next method I come across is, you know, uh, cognitive development is uh, solely uh, determined by the genetics. Like it's in his genes. That's why his parents are doctors. So he's going to be a doctor. You know, his parent is a, a, a athlete. So he's going to be an athlete. Something like that. So while genetics definitely does play a role in it. But environmental factors, early experiences, early childhood experiences, and interactions with the caregivers, whether they're parents or your caregivers or your peers, you know, significantly influence the cognitive development as well. So providing a stimulating and a supportive environment is very much crucial for the optimal cognitive growth. Now, next myth is that IQ tests measure the child's true intelligence comprehensively. Okay.
0: And that is a very common one, in, especially in Indian parents. I see, you get an IQ test done if your child is you know, this and that. And yes, I would like to know your thoughts. for
1: the cognitive abilities, uh, we have the 504 uh, test as well, you you know, uh, for the differently abled or people with the disabilities. So in reality, IQ test provides a limited snapshot of the cognitive abilities in reality, honestly. Right. And may not capture the full range of a child's strength and weaknesses associated with it. Maybe, for example, one child is very, very, might be is good in mathematics right? But at the same time, he is good in, you know, um, reasoning, strategic planning as well, problem solving as well, or uh, in some kind of a sports, or maybe he's creative as well, you know. So there comes the concept of the lateralization of functions of the brain, you know, or the localization of functions. Like we have two hemispheres, the left and right, right? Okay. So uh, they the parents should be Uh, I mean, what I uh, um, want to advise here to the parents that these kind of tests should be used as one tool among many to just assess the cognitive development. But parents should not rely solely on this, that if the IQ score is this much, if it's low, then my uh, kid is uh, dumb or he's not going to compete or uh, succeed academically. So this is not the case, first of all. Now, next myth that um, I come across is like the cognitive development is come complete by a certain age. As I discussed the Piaget theory, of course, there are the milestones and um, there are the milestones for certain age factor. That's fine. But cognitive development is a lifelong process. Those milestones are there when the child is growing and developing until certain age. but. It's a lifelong process based on the, as I discussed, based on the concept of neural plasticity or neuroplasticity or the synaptic plasticity, brain keeps on making new connections. The neuron keeps on making new connections, you know? So the repeated reinforcement, reinforcing uh, um, the task or the exercises that we need to foster in the children, create the new neural connection, making the old pattern of thinking or the old connections. So cognitive development is a lifelong process while there are critical periods for certain skills, like, as I mentioned, learning and adaptation, um, uh, but the learning and adaptation that continue throughout the life. So this is best explained by the neuroplastic nature of the brain, as I mentioned. And um, basically, I I just wanted to define what is neuroplasticity. It's just the concept uh, where... Uh, which allows forming new neural networks or synapses, new connections in the brain to acquire or learn new new learn new skills throughout the life, though it decreases with age, for sure, right? So next method, is
0: like early academic rigor is the key to future success. That's, that's very common. I think all parents, they are looking at these flashcards, You know, that I have seen so many companies coming out with uh, flashcards for making your child into a genius. Some other Mm -hmm. programs that have come up. So yes, please, we would like to know um, about all this. See,
1: Early childhood should emphasize play and social interaction and exploration rather than the bookish knowledge. You know, rather than just focusing on writing formation of words or bookish knowledge or something like that. No, early childhood should really emphasize uh, play, social interaction, and the exploration. As I also mentioned earlier that, you know, the pragmatic experiences of the child helps uh, to grow child much better. Absolutely. And develop the cognitive skills much better. So pushing for academic rigor too early may lead to the burnout among the children, right? And hinder the development of the crucial foundation skills, like motor skills are equally important.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Right? So uh, in a nutshell, what I would like to tell here is like to foster a better understanding. It is really important for the parents, educators, society, caregivers as a whole to stay informed about the current research in the child development. Just know not abide by the, you know, orthodox cultural uh, bindings yes. uh, rather than in, stay informed about the current research in the development of the not only the cognitive development but overall development of the child and emphasizing the individuality of each child promoting a supportive and enriching environment and encouraging a holistic view of intelligence like I mentioned multiple intelligence are essential in dispelling these myths and fostering optimal cognitive development among the children.
0: Fantastic I think that was uh uh, very, very insightful, and um, I'm sure many of our listeners, our viewers, uh, uh, have been, uh, you know, the target of such um products and services where, uh, you know, and the belief by so many people around us, especially, you know, when you talk about the Montessori method and the other methods when children are growing up, um, the it's so important to focus on overall development, um, giving child um, much needed attention and time um, and focusing on uh, um, various aspects of intelligence, not just bookish and academic knowledge, So, you know, recently I came across, um, uh, you know, an organization where they are selling um, um, a program, I think some flashcards or something to turn your child into a genius. And I think it was also aired on Shark Tank India. And uh, um, I kept on seeing their uh, ads and everything. Um, So, Dr. Mohita, I mean, I know you mentioned that, you know, I'm sure that's sort of a byproduct of a lot of research that has gone into it. But have you tried it with any of your clients, uh, such products? Or do you feel that, you know, early, um, what shall I say, exposure of such products, such flashcards and things like that, it makes a difference in the brain and the cognitive development of children?
1: See, honestly, it varies uh, what a client is um, uh, needing it, what is required for the client. For example, there are some people who are really low in IQ, but they cannot memorize, right? It's not among the children only, it's among even the teenagers and you know, uh, the uh, young ones also, so youngsters also. So uh, if they're not able to memorize, if they're not able to pay attention to something, then we have to use these kind of things. Hmm. But it cannot, it shouldn't be linked with the intelligence. What I'm trying to say here is that it shouldn't be linked with the intelligence that it is going to increase your intelligence. Right. It might increase, it might improve your uh, capability or abilities to memorize things right? or to pay attention or to focus attention, but do not quote unquote, make it like that, this is the, these, I mean, if he's able to memorize more and getting more marks due to the memorization, he's intelligent.
0: No. Absolutely. on. Join us next week at the One Special Place podcast as we continue our amazing conversation with Dr. Mohita Shivasev on cognitive development in children.